Hi, this is Reverend Tommy, and I'd like to welcome you back to the garden where we explore the big questions about life. I invite you to open your minds and be receptive to seeing things differently. So let's get metaphysical. Thank you, and good morning once again. The Science of Natural Healing. This title comes from one of the great courses by the same name. And I think the great courses at this point are going to have to start paying me because I'm just mentioning them way too much. I've got too many of these things. <laughs> it is presented by Dr. Mimi Guarneri. She is a cardiologist who is the founder of the Holistic Integrative Medicine Department at the renowned Scripps Center. This is legit. The course consists of 24 lectures on 12 CDs, so obviously this will be just an introduction. But you'll also note the connection to Unity teachings. Unity, as you know, was part of the New Thought movement of the late 1800s. There were three principal influences that gave rise to unity. The first is Christianity. The second was the scientific revolution of the Newtonian physics, and the third was the ideas of the transcendentalists led by Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau. Of the transcendental ideas, none was more influential than this one. It says, the highest revelation is that God is in every man. Emerson wrote that. Now, you have to understand that this was a very radical notion because Emerson lived in the center of puritanical New England. And for to say some, a, a, a remark like that is like, what? So why am I doing a lesson about the science of natural healing, which is a relatively new approach to medicine at a unity service? What do the two have in common? They actually have a lot in common. How? Well, for starters, you think about it, the title has two words directly related to unity. The first is science. And you may or may not know that unity started, was when it first started, was referred to as Christian science. But Miss Mary Baker Eddy, who was also starting the same type of idea at the same time, was very much into taking command of that name and saying, no, this is my name, you cannot use this. And so eventually they dropped it and eventually the name Unity came to be. The second is that Unity became as, started as a healing ministry, as you know. So you have two words, science and healing, right in the title, and they're very much direct connected to, to Unity and our teachings. The real connection, though, has to do with the fact that science, new science and new medicine, is finally beginning to catch up with new thought teachings. It is beginning to understand that humans are more than just physical beings. That's why I asked you to look at that photo. Without looking at it again in the program, can you still picture it in your head? I can. We are multidimensional beings, body, mind, emotion, and spirit, and our overall health is determined by much more than Western medicine has 
hitherto addressed. On top of all that, you think about it, Myrtle, how did she heal herself? She healed herself naturally because she understood that we have the power to heal ourselves. And in fact, this course reminds you of this. But of course, it, the lady is a doctor, and so she has a little bit of a doctor approach. But there's more to it than that, and you'll see in a minute. Dr. Guarneri points out that traditional Western medicine has two tools in its toolbox. One is drugs, and one is surgery. That's it. This is not completely a bad thing, though, she says, because when it comes to acute care, the availability of drugs and surgery is very, very important. And in fact, puts Western medicine on top of the medical world, period. As she points out, if you're having a heart attack or you've just been in an automobile accident, you want to be in a Western hospital that has these tools available to them. The problem, she says, is that Western medicine takes this acute care approach and transfers it over to chronic care. And that's what that becomes, a problem. Now, what does this mean? Well, think about it. Acute care is when you've had a heart attack or you've been in an accident. You need attention now. You're not asking questions about uh, what caused the heart attack or whose fault was the accident. You are dealing with symptoms and external things that need to be dealt right now. You are dealing with effects, as it should be. You know, somebody has internal bleeding, that's what you're addressing, and nothing else. You don't care whose fault the accident was at that point. Chronic care is very different, though. It involves things like diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol, inflammation, effects that are indicators of potential future problems. They need to be addressed, too, but they don't need to be addressed from the perspective of acute care, they need to be, and acute care would be effect, they need to be addressed from the perspective of cause. What is causing these things? And Western medicine is not geared towards that way of doing things. It is slowly coming around, though. Right now, in standard care, if you have high blood pressure, you will get a pill. If you have high cholesterol, you will get a pill. If you have diabetes, you will get a pill. You see how this works. Now, do we use pills? Yes, we use pills. Last year, there was $2.5 trillion spent on health care. North America uses 47.7% of all pharmaceuticals in the world. And yet, we are ranked at 30 seventh in the world as far as health outcome goes. We're doing something wrong is the point here. Dr. G, she calls herself, Dr. G, first started to when she first started to explain this to someone who didn't get it, she said, imagine you were a tree, Brian, and some of the branches were beginning to show signs of drying up. What would you do? And Brian tells her, well, I would check the soil, see what the soil looked like. I would check to see if it had water, if it had bugs. Maybe it needed fertilizer. I'd pay attention to the soil. And she says, 
Well, that's very good, Brian, because you would treat the soil. You would look for the cause. Western medicine would get right up to the tree branch and either cut it off or bypass it or add some kind of a chemical to it. Now, she says, imagine you are the tree in this discussion. And here's the question. What is the soil in our lives? It is our environment. And that involves very, very many factors that all drugs, the drugs cannot address. Again, we are multidimensional beings, and that soil in our life is very complex. There are many factors involved. This is what the holistic approach to healing medicine is all about. In Eastern medicine and in India, this has been the approach for thousands of years. The West is finally beginning to catch on. As, as a cardiologist for Dr. G, her first step is to ask about nutrition. That's her starting point for most things, because she is a doctor after all. For the physical condition, that is. What are you eating is her first question. But it doesn't stop there, not by a long shot, because she has a lot of tools in her toolbox. She has both Eastern and Western tools. She's a holistic, integrative medical physician. Her next question might be, who do you live with? And what is your family life like? She's one of these bridge people that she refers to that's beginning to make the bridge connection between the physical and the, and the spiritual realms of existence. So this is a key point here from the Unity perspective because Unity teaches, as Ralph Waldo Emerson says, that there is no wall, there is no partition between where the physical stuff starts and the spiritual, or ends, and the spiritual stuff starts. There is no partition. There is not that chasm between the physical world and the spiritual world. They are one. Yes, they are different, but they are not separate. They are only different in vibratory frequency, just like low notes and high notes, just like reds and blues. And so that's that picture comes in very handy to try to get an image of just that. One is not better than the other. It's just different. So we don't need to assign things like real or unreal. Or It's all part of who we are. And this was a major difference, a major dispute between Mary Baker Eddy and Emma Curtis Hopkins and the reason why Emma left. She didn't understand this idea of saying something was real and something was unreal when she said it's all part of the same thing. So what's the point of the lesson then? Once again, that we exist at all these levels. And when our consciousness expands to the point of understanding this, then we will realize that health and wholeness is part of who we are. Wherever we are. If you remember, Genesis 1, the writer of Genesis 1 was trying to write in his or her own way what it was like, what it should be like, how things should be. Because in, at the end of Genesis 1, as you know, everything is complete, everything is done, and everything is good. And then we're talking about a talking serpent. Okay, I'm not going to go to the talking serpent guy. 
I'm just not going to go there. <laughs> anyway, I, you know, I think if, but if I had written the story, I, I might not have included the, uh, the talking serpent. I might have said it. I might have put it a little bit differently. I might have said something like, what happened was we were all sitting around one day, and some smarty pants, let's say Bill, just to say, <laughs> yeah, he's going to get me for that one. <laughs> well, Bill decides to say, I got me a hankering, with that East Texas Mexican accent, I got me a hankering for a hamburger and a beer, so let's go to Earth and have one. And all the rest of us said, let's do it. And so we decided to have this, this um, earthly experience, if you will. And the theory goes that we became so enthralled by this earthly experience that we lost our way almost and forgot who we really are. We gave so much emphasis on materiality that we were, got completely in, in, enthralled by it and wrapped up in it. And we became the prodigal son who was eventually feeding the swine until they said, now wait a minute, there's got to be more of this going on than this stuff. I mean, it's nice. It's Disney World, but I don't live here. Or Vegas, you know, it's a nice place to visit, but I don't want to stay there for very long. It's just not where I belong. And we've come a long way in this understanding. The sages have reminded us all through this time that it is our nature to be whole. That is who we are. But because we have free will and creative power, we have the power to make a mess of things. And we do, over and over. Miss Dr. Guarneri talks about this. She even talks about the effects of the mess that we've made in regards to our food sources. And she puts a lot of emphasis on, that's why she's into nutrition so much. She says, what are you eating? All these GMOs and all this stuff that we've created, we've created a big mess. We have created ability, we have creative ability, but we don't know quite how to do it correctly yet. I was just telling my daughter over here, have you ever thought, you know, that nature creates all these things, bananas and all these wonderful things, but you can throw them out to the grass, and it's okay, because they're going to disintegrate and go right back to where they started from. We make things like plastic and styrofoam. We have creative ability, but we have not mastered this by any stretch of the imagination. Let me tell you a startling fact. And I'm not trying to get you to stop eating uh, beef or anything, like Nancy doesn't eat beef, but 71% of all the antibiotics made in the entire world are consumed by the agriculture industry. Yikes. All the cows, all the chickens, everything is pumped full of antibiotics. And you think the antibiotics stay there? Oh, no, they don't stay there. When we ingest them, they become part of us, and they alter us. We talked about that with Bruce Lipton before. So, again, I'm not telling you not to eat this or that and the other. What she's stressing is the balance. It's to be more aware of what it is that you eat and try to find that balance of, of what you eat. The good news is we do have creative power. We can go in the wrong direction, but we can go in the right direction as well. And because we're creatures of habit, that's a good thing too, because once we start doing something right, we kind of want to keep doing it. 
I'll give you an example. I used to walk all the time. And then I stopped walking for a while. And lately, for about the last seven weeks or so, I started walking again. I've been walking an hour every day for like at least four or five times a week. And you know what happens is when you start doing that and pretty soon you're like, if you don't do it, you feel guilty. That's why they were creatures of habit. And then on top of that, Marisa has been on a healthy eating kick for a long time, ever since she was up in Denton, because she was in Brownsville eating taquitos every other day. <laughs> and the waistline was beginning to show it. <laughs> but she was happy. But, I mean, I mean, taquitos, like, not every day, man. Again, you can eat these things, but not every day. <laughs> so she's trying to get us involved in that. And so when I, read, when I heard this course... I said, I need, to, I need to learn more about this stuff because it's really very, very interesting. Now, sometime about being multidimensional beings, sometime back, I came across this idea. It was at a Unity Church. I, I don't even know where it was. It could have been here. It's been a while. And, and when I heard it, I thought, well, that's interesting. It was talking about the cross symbolically being that intersection of the material world with the spiritual world, that that is what it symbolically represented. And I heard it and I said, well, that's interesting, but I didn't give it too, too much thought. But every time something like that comes along, when it comes along the second time, I said, okay, I need to share this with the congregation. And I forgot to tell you, I just finished my 250 hours uh, towards my LUT. Yay! <laughs> and um, one of the last courses that I was taking was about uh, med meditation practices. And there was a section in there, and it said, where the vertical meets the horizontal. Uh -huh. So I said, let me look at this, because it has to do with that symbolic cross thing. And here, here's what it says about that. Your everyday life occurs on the horizontal plane of space and time, cause and effect. We move from here to there, from past to future. The horizontal plane is where you evolve outwardly. At the same time, a vertical plane exists that has nothing to do with space and time. It's that timeless, eternal realm that all the great religious traditions Described. It is called the vertical because it intersects and pervades the horizontal at every moment. Meditation brings you out of your time-bound planning and thinking into the present moment, precisely where the spiritual dimension meets your ordinary life. And I said, that is very interesting indeed. Because we do move through a linear existence. We know that. But at the same time, we have this other vertical part of us that's coming down and touching at any given time. And so when we try to meditate and focus on that which we truly are, we make that other connection, that, that, that vertical connection. And that's what makes us feel right. And that's what makes us do what we what, to understand who we truly are. And of all things, Dr. G talks about this. These are things in her toolbox. She's a cardiologist again. And she tells people, do you meditate? 
Do you do yoga? If you don't, you need to do it. And she gets people involved in this. Because Western medicine, for a long time, has not taken these other tools into account. And the reason why is because a lot of it has to do with our Western religious beliefs. That yoga and meditation are of the devil. Am I right, Marisa? She just heard this from a traditional pastor like two weeks ago. Yoga, she said, because she's going to this workout thing in Harlingen. And, and, and she says, do you all offer yoga and meditation here? She says, that's of the devil. I said, what? <laughs> so did she buy it? She's a music therapist. What do you think? <laughs> so we here at Unity, we have a lot of work cut out for us because we are the only Christian tradition of the 400 plus that would disagree with that pastor that meditation and yoga is part of the devil. So let me talk here a little bit about some of the other tools that Dr. G has in her toolbox to address, again, the whole person. And that is the whole point of this lesson, that we are a whole being, and the whole being requires more than just addressing the outside of us. Of course, the big one, because we are, after all, in the physical world, so for her, the big one is well, I said the big one, nutrition. The second big one, exercise. I mean, that's a given. That is a given. Because exercise addresses all the issues that are chronic to us. High blood pressure, cholesterol, inflammation, everything is addressed through exercise. So part of what I wanted to do today was, of course, to encourage you that if you're not doing any physical activity, to start I don't care if it's 10, 15 minutes, just move. Get out there and start moving on a regular basis. And when you'll see that when you do, you'll start getting to the point like I am, where it's like, hey, we didn't walk today, man. You know, <laughs> you feel guilty about it. Now, she also talks about vitamins and supplements. They really are good. But you just need to know what it is that they are. I encourage you to buy this CD if you really want to, because, I mean, she talks about the natural healing of uh, high blood pressure, cholesterol, inflammation, and she goes into detail about all of it. I, like I said, it, I mean, it's, it's 24 lectures, 12 CDs. How much can I say today? She also has another section called, You Are More Than Your Genes. And if you recall, I did a lesson about the biology of beliefs by Dr. L Bruce Lipton. And so how unity new thought is that? Very much. She talks about perception about what do, how do you see things? Do you see things from a positive or a negative point of view? Because your, your health and your wholeness is really affected by your attitude. She talks about heart-centered breathing, which I talked about a little while ago. And she refers to the Heart Math Institute. Seriously, this doctor sounds like a unity minister. At about halfway through it, she's not even talking, she talks about nutrition, but about halfway through it, she sounds like a unity minister. She really does. And then she brings the big one into this. And that big one, you know, I went to Austin a couple of weeks ago, and I took two classes, and one of them about, was about energy healing. And I know Pepe's big time into this. And she actually brings this up. 
She says this is a very controversial field in medicine now, but it's coming around and she uses it. It's called biofield therapy, also called energy medicine. And it addresses what is called the energy body. We have an energy body. And that is what that picture is all about. There is this energy around us. And it, need, and it gets out of whack too by different things. And it needs to be addressed. But clearly, medicine is not going to do anything to that. So there's different other ways. So she has got five acupuncturists on her staff. Five of them. Two of them are MDs. Two of them are medical doctors who are certified in acupuncture. So biofield therapy is becoming part of medicine. And she says what's, what she believes has held it back is that we don't have the, the devices to measure these fields just yet. And so Western medicine has not paid too much attention to them, but it is coming around. She talks about spirituality. She talks about the importance of being in a social network. And I've talked about that before. I said, my analogy was, you know, yeah, we come to church, because you, you can do, you can stay at home, and you can pray by yourself, and you can do all these things, and I've said that with music. Marisa can play by herself on the, on the viola, and it sounds wonderful. But when she's part of an orchestra, wow, that creates another, a whole other energy. And so when we come here and we share our energy, it becomes another energy, a bigger energy. And that's what I've said before. And she mentions it, but she mentions it from the perspective that not only that, it actually helps, it aids in your health and your wholeness to be part of a social network, especially a spiritual one. It's amazing what this doctor's talking about. Can you imagine when all doctors are like that? going to be truly wonderful and it's coming around it may take a little while though so i can tell my daughter about the eating thing i said hey man you know i'm a sh- i used to be in the navy you know how long it takes a ship to turn <laughs> it takes a little you go like this and it's sliding and sliding 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 yeah it's turning but it's taking its sweet time i said so give me a chance i'm a ship <laughs> i'm turning but give me a chance here Anyway, to be fair to Western medicine, you think about it, and the reason why it has not come around is because Western medicine is the doubting Thomas of the Bible. They need proof. And I can relate to that. I've talked about that before. Anyway, they're beginning to get their proof, just like Thomas did. And maybe they'll say, my Lord, my God, someday too, who knows, (laughs) or something equivalent to it in medical terms. In, in conclusion of, the, of this, this today's service, I just want to say that I wanted to share this information with you today because we talk a lot about bringing practicality into the Sunday service. Nancy has said that. How can I use what I heard on Sunday on Tuesday or on Wednesday? In other words, how do what we learn here become part of our lives, not just something that we hear on Sunday and leave it when we walk out the door. And this is very much a big key because health obviously